0: The word of the Lord from Jude chapter 20 to 25. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord to be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text of our gospel proclamation comes from the Epistle of Jude, verses 20 to 25, and serves as the basis of our theme for the last Sunday of the church year. Jude ignites the fire to live. Paul is dead. I will never forget listening with my roommates in college to the Beatles song carefully that said these words quietly. At the end of the song. We'd been having a long discussion all day about the reasons people thought Paul was dead back in the day and that led to one of my roommates saying it said so on that one song. So we listened to the song and there it was with an English accent. Paul is dead. Now we all knew that Paul was not dead But just hearing those words washed over me a chill down my spine and made me wonder, how could people of that day been feeling? Did their hearts sink? Were they upset like we are when someone we love is cut down in their prime? What possibly could have been going through their collective heads? Yes, today we all know it was a hoax. Probably to drum up free publicity for the next album. But they didn't know that then. It would have simply been terrifying, I'm sure. So, our epistle from Jude is unrolled, and having been written in 68 AD, the parishioners may have already known. Paul and Peter are dead. They were martyred that very same year. And by the time the church was reading this letter from Jude, the brother of James, as he identifies himself, the word may have already arrived, and the wash of doom for the church may have sent chills down their spines as well. But unlike our beloved Paul McCartney, this was no hoax. Paul and Peter were martyred for the faith and were God. We have had times like that in our spiritual community here in Orlando. Two pastors who were dearly loved in the active ministry committed suicide. Not the same year, but close enough that we got together as pastors and reflected collectively on the wash of doom that was cascading down our spines. One of them in particular, I particularly love. For his compassion and care that he showered on me in the most difficult times I've experienced in the ministry. I could not help but think, he was there for me. Why couldn't I be there for him in his greatest time of need? With more than 40 pastors together, none of us had the answers. We just didn't know. So we are more than familiar with the feelings of the church at the martyrdom of Paul and Peter, And they didn't know either. They didn't know what would happen. They didn't know who would lead the church. They didn't know what God had in store for them. And Jude tells us today that God knew and always would. First, Jude tells the people of God what they need to be wary of and the challenges that lay ahead. Like a history lesson to the Old Testament, he shows them who the adversaries to the church are so they won't be caught off guard. Jude starts by reminding them that like the exodus from Egypt, they have been saved by Jesus from slavery to sin. They are God's people no matter who is leading them. God is with them. Then Jude reminds them that God punishes Satan, fallen angels, rebellious cities, people of God who rebel against him, and ultimately anyone who ever contends with God's people in order to rebel against God. And this important context is laid out in Jude's most severe warning. False teachers are amongst them. Can you even begin to imagine the despair they must have felt from the first few lines of Jude's letter? Our two great leaders are dead, and now we must contend with evil leadership amongst us? You can just imagine the congregation looking warily at the pastor reading the letter in worship. You can almost feel the sideways glances from parishioner to parishioner mimicking the words of Jesus' disciples on the eve of his crucifixion, only changing the pronouns I to you. Is it you? Is it you? Are you going to betray the church? Maybe it's you. It's easy to see how schisms and divisions could quickly accumulate in the early church needing to be assimilated and congregated by creeds, confessions, and calls to repentance every day. But Jude had no such time and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit went to work immediately with the words of encouragement needed to be heard by everyone even unto today. First things first, if you don't know what to do, Do the holiest thing God has given you to do. Pray. You have all been so incredible in the midst of my son Matthew's most recent demise. We were at the point several times with the frustration of not knowing what to do. We heard it over and over again. These things take time. Everyone is different. We have to be patient. And some patience take longer than others. After his surgery, we all we saw was his, his decline. And time appeared to be our enemy rather than a healing friend. So not knowing what we could do, we did exactly what Jude says in our gospel today. We did the most holy thing that a person of God can do without fail. We prayed for God's will to be done. And the Lord willing, through the gifts of the doctors, anesthesiologists, and nurses attending his care, his ultimate healing looks really good. Then Jude encourages them to keep, treasure, watch over, preserve, and keep safe in the love of God, anticipating the mercy of God unto eternal life. That is exactly how we treat the sacraments and the word of God is expressed in through the creeds and our forms of worship. Like when we entrust our children to someone when we must be away. We ask them to treasure them like we do so we may find them well when we return. So our Father in heaven has asked us to keep these things holy until his Son returns to take us home to be with him. Then Jude encourages the church to be patient with those who are weak in the faith and trying to determine for themselves what is good and what is bad. Oh, the patience we need for those beloved brothers and sisters that are so far from us by their presence, but so near to the ever-present grace of God. We winsomely come alongside them every chance we get to let them know we love them because, more importantly, God loves them. And whatever they have to do to work out to be with us, we will show godly patience to them in order to bring them along so they may be assured of their eternal salvation from the fires of hell. This is the joy we have in these uncertain latter days until Christ comes to call us home. We have read the end of the book And we know we will win, but we also need to guard one another and we need to encourage one another because our foe Satan always fights hardest when he is cornered by Christ. And while we don't know what to do to fight him every day, we do know Christ knows and he is our champion on the field, ready to thwart Satan at every turn. So, Take heart my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Whilst the flame of the gospel appears to be dimming in the world in these end times, Jude is the flame that reignites our hope in the collective summary of God's promises to never leave us or forsake us no matter how dark the days may become. Christ is the light of the world that shines all the more brightly, bringing sinners to salvation because of his sacrifice on the cross for those sins and the truth his word brings to an increasingly ignorant world. So, let us shine the light in the darkness that has overcome the evil deeds of false teachers and rebellious actors intent undermining God. For once that fire is ignited again, it will accomplish what God has sent it forth to do for his glory and the salvation of our souls forever. Amen. Now, may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.